Hi guys, welcome to the Football Fan Chat Podcast, episode one. Going to be a really good podcast, a weekly podcast released mostly on a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, from now on, hopefully this will be released on Tuesday afternoon. Kind of talking about the previous weekend's games. We won't be doing that next week because it's a flipping international break. Uh, and we won't be in- interested in flipping England because it's fucking boring. But uh, yeah, for this one, I've got two brilliant guests. The very... I don't know. I think he's all right. I think he's recovered from it now. Um, up and down, Bernard Dineen. How are you, Bernard? I'm fine. I'm. I'm always up for everything. Me. I'm never. I'm never down. Okay. Always up, <laughs> never down. Okay. And I've also got a very <laughs> upbeat Chris Welch. How? What was it like to be? Where do you sit? Do you sit in the cop or the main stand or where? Uh, the cop. What was it like to be in the cop? That's... Where. It can be buzzing sometimes, but... He probably I sits don't. in the VAR box. That's where Chris sits, in the VAR box, fiddling about with that. Yeah, well, he's a bit too old to be a newborn baby anyway, because that's all it's flipping run by. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah, because VAR is an absolute joke, but we will be coming on to that in a minute. Um, please do drop a like in the video if you are watching on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash the football fan If you are watching on another platform, or listening on another platform, I should say, then please do subscribe on that platform and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, okay, uh, let's get into that game then. Liverpool 3, Manchester City 1, not to rub it in into any City fans as I was getting a lot of abuse on a certain channel that's got a lot of City fans on yesterday, but we won't be going on about that. Uh, but yeah, what were your overall thoughts anyway on, on, the, on the Liverpool City game, Bernard? Yeah, I mean, it was it was what what I sort of dreaded, really. Obviously, we're, we're pretty much out of form. And as I said to you, even though Liverpool are out of form because of much more organised team, three strikers there who can who can score goals from anywhere basically, or you know, and, and um, that was what happened. You know, we did look a little bit out of form. We played some nice, pretty stuff, but uh, at the end of the day, we weren't clinical, and Liverpool were. What do you think was missing from Chelsea from City? Well, I think I, think I was a bit surprised by the lineup. I mean. I, how you could, you know, obviously, I, th- I think the Mendy problems reared its ugly head again. We don't know if he's injured. We don't know if he's had a fallout. We don't know what's going on. I mean, uh, Pep saying he was injured. but So he had to put Angelino up against uh, Salah, which is absolutely unbelievable. Add to that the fact you've got our reserve goalkeeper in, who does never inspires confidence Walker? in... in- <laughs> but- I thought he was your reserve keeper, Carl Walker. <laughs> hey, yeah, well, we got... I'll be honest with you, it wouldn't have made any difference if he'd been in yesterday anyway, because you can't blame Bravo particularly, but he didn't really do much either. So I think defensively, we were always going to be prone to let goals in yesterday because we just did look so weak in defence. And do you think if Edison was in goal, do you think you would have conceded less? Probably not. I, I mean, the thing yes, with Edison... I think that was poor keeping that third Edison, goal. That third Edison, goal was very poor. I thought... I would. The only thing I partly blame Bravo for is the third one. I think Mane headed it, headed it straight at him, and he perhaps wasn't quick enough. But I mean, it was straight at him for about two yards. So you know, I'm not going to go too harsh on him. But I don't think Edison. It's just the the change in the defence. If Edison's there, the defence plays a lot more uh, confidently, and with, without Edison there, there's a little bit of. Uh, nervousness which is just disaster you know is even worse if we go to Anfield because obviously it's a quite a stressful situation anyway. Chris what were your thoughts on the game yesterday anyway well because it was decided by VAR mm. because... you still would have won because City were crap 
Well, well, we, we would have seen. Same. Wouldn't Do we, you know but... what the thing is? Is and this is just my thoughts before I let Chris speak and all that. Um, just, just to say, I was watching a bit of the game. I didn't watch. I watched about seventy minutes of it or something like that because I was late in from the Barnet game. And uh, yeah, I'm a top Barnet fan now. For people that want to mock me for that, <laughs> uh, a bit like Chris is a Carlisle United fan. There's nothing wrong with supporting your local and all that. Roy Olsen always says that old school sort of fan. But uh, yeah, uh, but I got in and I was thinking Liverpool. Yes, the Fabinho goal was absolutely brilliant. But apart from that, City were much better. Like all these top Reds are saying, "Oh, we're much better. We're gonna win the fucking league. Nine points." And it's like that's the thing that I don't. Look, I don't like about Liverpool fans. It's not Chris. I think it's more the top red sort of local sort of people. It's all these sort of people who are so big and they think they're going to win and there's something that the clock wants you to know. The best in the world is Bobby Firmino. Si, senor. And it's like all that sort of thing. They're always <laughs> singing, singing, singing. This Jamie Webster or whoever. He's a decent singer and all that. Uh, yeah, but whatever. But I just hate these sort of people who just come out and say, oh yeah, we're the better team. City strike, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's all like City, we're the better team. And in a way, I think City, for not all of the game, but I think they were decent, to be honest with you. And they, they didn't deserve Liverpool were clinical, City went, but City were the better team. Would you agree with that, Chris? Si, yeah. senor. The best in the world is Bobby for me. Let him speak. Let him speak. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll let you speak, mate. <laughs> well, you could argue the first storm should maybe say, but it is VI, isn't it, unfortunately? And uh, I think the second door, Sal was, I think he was marginally offside from what I've seen, but it's still one for the ball from Watson. And so finally finishes the door off. And uh, I thought, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I just think City had their chances, but just there were half chances where you weren't in a corner. I thought, I think Eduardo and Stone had three like, chances as well. You had Stone, three header, and all that. But Sterling we were just was poor. In at all. And then the day. Sterling was poor in front of God. <laughs> but on field. And then, I would say. Mm. Uh, what, do, what do you think of the point I just made there, Bernard? About what? About this whole Liverpool thing that Liverpool fans are all like, oh, we're the better side, we're winning, yeah. da 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 But City just weren't clinical and Liverpool were. See, senor, the rest of the world, Bobby, Bobby, no. I've had that, I've had that all day, that's why just, I'm going on about it. Just been a well-known City, city uh, blog now um, with obviously over 10,000 subscribers. And you've got them coming on there and you've got one or two that are, you know, reasonable people and saying, yeah, City had more of the game, City had more chances, City had more shots on target and all this sort of thing. But, you know, we were we were on and we took our chances. And then you get the idiots who were coming on saying six times and singing <laughs> and things. And things obviously... <laughs> <laughs> on the balance, yes, City were the better team, but at the end of the day, we'd stick the ball in the old onion bag, as we used to call it. So, you know, that, that's all you can say. City played quite well. Just We just didn't play well enough, unfortunately. Um, what are your thoughts on your opposition then, Chris? What did you think of Manchester City's performance? Defensively, poor. <laughs> um, I, I thought, well, 
they've been like that most of the season since the port was out. Uh, attacking wise, they weren't that bad. They were tweeting us both and so we were just blocking every our bodies on the eye. Even even daytime off, and I'm not his biggest fan. Had a pretty good game as well. Uh, yeah, I've, I've averaged poor in defence, all right in the top. 50% I would probably give to him. But probably give a third deserve to win just on putting their chances away. I know, it's just, it's just a joke. But some City fans were just going, like some people were saying, I was just going through some comments here yesterday on some different City forums and they were saying, keep the faith blues, you know, us older blues have seen a lot worse, da 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 da, da. And then there, some of them are like, I'll, I'll give up watching now, I'm going to get get rid of my Sky Pass and all this sort of thing. They just thought, I mean, nobody likes Sky. Nobody likes the sun. Nobody likes anything begin, beginning with S. What did you think of your opposition's performance? Obviously, it was absolutely brilliant, Bernard. But what, what did you think of Liverpool? performance and just them well as I said I don't I think I, I say I certainly didn't see anything in Liverpool to worry any other teams some teams have a go which is fair enough I mean but what I did see in Liverpool was what I thought I would see and that is a team that if they're perhaps not playing so well they all work hard they do as Chris said they put the bodies on the line where it matters I mean Liverpool's first goal if you think Rodri turned his back to it which is absolutely oh. disgraceful Players should never do that, in my opinion. If they get it in the balls, they get it in the balls. It doesn't matter. They never turn their back on a shot. That's totally wrong. And Liverpool were willing to put everything in front of that ball. And I think so. I think they blocked about ten or a dozen shots of cities during the game, um, and they were willing to do it. And it didn't surprise me because obviously there was a lack of little lack of that in City's pretty play. We, we played some nice football, but we didn't. We didn't. Cover, you know, we didn't run back and cover. We didn't work hard, and Liverpool did. Uh, what did you think of Fabinho's performance and his goal, Bernard? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, the thing is, obviously, we've had the last couple of weeks now that Fabinho's the greatest DM in in the world, and this is what Jorginho happened. Jorginho, anyway, he's better than Jorginho. You're really giving me bait on that one, mate. As soon as you get a half decent player in any position, he becomes the world's best, you know. So this this is what he's what, a world's I think he's great. He's he's probably behind Fernandinho and Conte, in my opinion, as as probably the best DM in, in England at the moment. Okay, fair enough. And what and what about all this Jorginho nonsense that he's world class? And he's better than Verratti and all this. It's all absolute and all this. And I'm not saying anything to, to personally to people, but they're just all like flipping whoa, 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 whoa. What does Georgie like Jorginho is a very good player, but he's not well class. He's not better than Verratti, even if Verratti says he wants to be he, he Jorginho is his idol. Verratti is way better, is way better than him. Then he's, then people are saying, Oh, he's eating like when I compared him to Busquets, Busquets plays for Barcelona. Like, it's like, people just have a real go. People just have a real go, and not impersonal to anybody. But what are your thoughts on this whole Jorginho rubbish, Chris? <sighs> considering, on well... we're, considering we're on this subject of DMs and all this, and if Adam is watching, this is Chris's opinion, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think, oh, he's all right, he's all right, but he's not world class. He can have good performances, but... He, he's I mean, he's one of these players who are absolutely incredible for a spell of minutes. <laughs> They're world-class for like 45 minutes or a game. Not consistently. 
Oh, I, I, I just wonder with some of these football fans. I mean, say, Adam is a good lad, and I think we all know that. Adam is a very good lad and all that, and he, and he, and he has some good opinions. I know I've called him deluded before, but, you know, there's some truth in that. But still, um, it, it, I just, I'd give up on this old Jorginho thing, and, and we will have that debate one day. What are you, what are you, seriously, Ben, what are your thoughts on Jorginho, and do you think he's world-class, like certain people that have come on this channel before and said? We wanted him on stage, didn't we? It's only because of Sari, wasn't it, that um, he ended up that uh, that your guy the, there. That's the only reason he ended up there. I think I think City did want him, and uh, again, it's the system, isn't it? If he, if he plays in that system, obviously, then he'll be. He's not a bad player, but obviously, they don't. All, you know, it's like Fernandino's a great player, isn't he? But when he does, he's he's he's, he's struggling now. He's been asked to play as as, as a bloody centre back all of a sudden after years of playing as a well, DM. Your team and is really just... messed up. You're playing Carl Walker in goal, Fernandino at centre back. Next thing, Aguero will be in right back and flipping. <laughs> You'll have, you'll have the thing as well. If you think about yes, we brought Rodri back, and there's no way Rodri was match fit yesterday. I mean, I picked on him before about turning his back, but he just wasn't match fit. So you know, in front of our defence, which was pretty weak, we had a pretty weak DM as well. So I mean, it's no wonder really. And just to touch on this, I did see this and a lot of people were like, no way he said that and all this. Bernardo Silva, I think it's some sort of penalty shout or something like that, I don't know, I don't know, it was something anyway. But Bernardo Silva said, if I speak, I'm in trouble about this situation. He was like, I prefer not to speak about some sort of situation in a Sky Sports post-match interview. So, what was all that? I mean, it's going to, I mean, it's not a very good thing to say because you know with the generation now, that's going to get clipped massively and it's got about 2 million views so far over the past 24 hours. So, it's going to get majorly clipped because it's it's a very kind of strange sort of thing to say that I prefer not to speak. I'll get told off. Da, 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 da. What did you think of a, especially his behaviour, behaviour, um, Bernard? And also the fact that Pep um, shook Michael Oliver's hand and then it did kind of seem a bit sarcastic. So it's a bit strange, you know. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, obviously Bernardo was going on about the, the the first penalty where I think he actually hit Bernardo's arm first of all. But obviously he couldn't yeah. do anything else. It was accidental and he went on to obviously uh, TAA's arm, didn't it? Can't but, even say his name. I mean, he's wearing now. I mean, you, you can't blame Bernardo for keeping his gob shut now, can you? You can't even have a laugh with his mate you know, when he gets hold of. Obviously Pep, Pep was frustrated, but... You can blame him for to the me, way we should, it's like, the situation, like, though. That's in my opinion, because if you know it's going to get clipped. Yeah, I mean, it's just, well, what, what can you do? I mean, you, you're faced with reporters and journalists who ask these damning questions, and what are you supposed, what are you supposed to do? You know, they, they want answers. You know, they ask these stupid questions at these, these conferences and these after-match things, and it's the journal. Need need sorting out, in my opinion. Like even there was a, a a situation, and I did I did want to bring that up, considering you're just talking about journalists. In uh, Joey Barton, basically, I don't know. Did you know he's the Fleetwood manager? I was quite close to him the other day at the Barnard Fleetwood game, and basically he reportedly pushed uh, a player, uh, no, a manager, sorry, of another National League side last season. And then he appeared in court for it last week. And um, there was there was something there was something about some sort of journalist and all that afterwards was asking his assistant and kept asking, saying, do you have anything to say about this Joey Barton situation? He asked him four times and he said, no, the club's going to deal with that, blah, 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 blah. Then this other fella who was like controlling the manager was saying, have a bit of respect. You've just asked him four times. He's not going to say anything about Joey Barton because, yes, he's a bit of an idiot. Yes, he's one of the worst people in football, but he's not really going to say that 
out in the public eye. So have a bit of respect. I think journalists have absolutely no respect whether you're in the National League level or the Premier League. Because I was at the barn at Fleetwood game yesterday and the, the, the level of refereeing was awful. So many fouls should have gone to, to Barnet and they weren't given. So it's like everything that is wrong in the Premier League, some people don't seem to realise it's also wrong in the National League and in the lower leagues of the FA Cup as well. So, so I think some people don't realise that. And I think Chris will also know because, you know, he supports Carlisle United or in, I think, League Two. Um, and, 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 I mean, it's just awful, to be honest with you. And some people just don't realise that. So I thought I'd just bring that up. So what do you think of all this journalist thing? And, and the thing about the National League, Bernard? Yeah, I mean, it's throughout, isn't it? I mean, it's not just, say, it's not just the Premier League. It's the levels. I mean, journalism is, is just basic clickbait now. It's, it's, Arsenal, it's Arsenal fan TV with a, with a little bit more credibility, supposedly. And that's all it is. It's just to get clickbait. It's just to get rises out of players, just to get rises out of managers, just to get people logging on and clicking on their sites. And that's all it is nowadays. What do you think, Chris, that point I just made about the National League and all that? Because you obviously support Carlisle United in League 2. Yeah, well, obviously they have all Premier League's more that bid for the journey. It's more, it's more like a bit down, mm. but it's still, it's still mostly the same, right? Like, with the tile manager who's under pressure because when they're near the bottom, it's just like keep asking questions, saying, "Oh, we we don't get stuff and all that, and all." I'm just putting the pressure on him. But then, though, because you're not going to answer that. Yes, I'm going to get sacked. It's planned. It's scheduled for tomorrow morning, nine a.m., nine o five. You're not really going to say that, are you? It's like, oh god, it's like saying, "Do you think you're going to die in the morning?" Uh, no, I'm not sure really. Uh, do you think you're going to die in the morning? No, I'm not sure really. Do you think you're going to die in the morning? Have a bit of flipping respect. Like, it's like these people just ask these flipping stupid questions. Ask them once, then give up. Don't even ask them in the first place. Journalists, the level of journalists, like this son and all this. Like, I'm I'm with Liverpool fans on the sun. The sun are a load of flipping bullshitters. Bullets. Bullshitters. It's just, it's just, it, the sun is an absolute joke and, and AFTV, they attack AFTV because they know AFTV gets more clicks than them because AFTV is not clickbait. Yes, okay, you want to go on to hear troops ranting or whatever, but it's still a proper bit of video, not some sort of crap that you're just going to put out there just to get clicks, 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 which is all fake. So the sun are an absolute joke. The Sun are an absolute joke, and that's one of many. The Daily Star, the Metro, all these crappy newspapers that you never flipping hear of. They've got no, they've got no flipping credibility at all, and they just keep these stupid journalists in a flipping job. People like Dan Levine, who's somehow got into a very good journalist position for no good at all reason. He's attacking flipping YouTubers who are more successful than him. He, he's a crap person, and Jody Morris is blocking flipping other Chelsea YouTubers today. It's sort of Dan Levine flipping. Behaviour. All these journalists are absolutely crooks, and I never read anything from them. The Anfield rap is better than all of them because at least they're passionate fans with passionate opinions, with passionate shows that actually put something into it. Not all these clickbait flipping journalists. That's what I've got to say about journalists. Uh, Bernard. Well, yeah, I mean, I just echo what you said. Uh -huh. It's I mean, absolutely spot on there. I mean, obviously, it's. Uh, 
but that's the society, unfortunately, we're living in at the moment, and that's what. So the only the only thing we can do is switch switch them off, isn't it, or block them on Twitter and do various things like that. That's all we can but do. The song make out they make themselves out to be a flipping professional thing. They have ads, ads are flipping. I don't have a clue. Some sort of one, some flipping Dubai <laughs> holidays for you. Co.uk or whatever. It's like, ugh, it's it's a, just a crappy website, basically. The Sun are a joke. Like, just because the news of the word, uh, the world, uh, Rupert Murdoch as well, he was blocked. And this is a no-filter show. I don't usually go into rants about these sort of people, but, you know, it's only Jorginho and Adam I rant about on live streams. But, um, yeah, uh, Rupert Murdoch was blocked from putting in a bid for Manchester United. And you wonder why. Like, genuinely, you do wonder why. It's because of all these crooks. Absolute crookery. I, I don't like journalism at all. Most of it, the only, like, up-and-coming things now, I think the good things, I don't know if you heard of it, The Athletic, they're kind of good because it's modern writing, it's not clickbait, there's no ads, they're not making ad money off it, it's more just the subscription for it. I don't subscribe to it, I've read some of their free stuff. And to be honest, it is very good writing. I'm not getting sponsored for this before anybody says I am, but it is actually very good writing. So that that's just my opinion. I think more than fresh writing, because they don't go, the Athletic don't have somebody representing them at the big grounds. They just write what they, they get good writers from good places like the Anfield Rap and they'll get other city people and, and, other, and other people. David Ornstein isn't that great, but, you know, he's an Arsenal journalist. What can you expect? Uh, but, but still, you know, the Athletic the are just more professional and they're more modern. I think, I think that's what people have got to, got to realise with journalists. I mean, what do you have to say about it, Chris? Yes, yeah, 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 I echo what you said. I don't give a cool echo it, I echo it. You say what when it happened with Fossett Derby with the three players. Yeah, one press conference where Fran Lampard, yeah, he was asked about it. No, uh, it's a I know. And he's not Derby manager anymore. And they obviously want to pretty door over the top with that as well, don't they? I know, it's... it's yeah, and that particular story as well. Absolute joke, to be honest with you, but journalism is just... It's going down and down and down, and so many people are just trying to find clicks because they're, they're pressured. They will be in the job if they don't find the clicks, but anyway, we'll move on from that. Uh, Chelsea 2, Crystal Palace now we'll move on to next, kind of a discussion about some of the games as well as some other some other things as well. Um, absolutely brilliant. Crystal Palace were very poor, as I said in the review, which I did with Harvey from the Red and Blue Site YouTube channel. If you want to check that out, guys, please do. Uh, but yeah, br brilliant review and stuff like that. But Zahar was poor. We were clinical in the second half, especially. I got my prediction right. Three points for three points for Chelsea and three points for me in the in the score prediction thing. How many points did you get uh, on a three point for the correct result and one point for the like just the just the team, you got the right team. How many points do you get, Chris? Do you have any idea? I don't even know. I think mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I got eight anyway. I got honest. eight anyway, which was quite poor. I got two correct results, uh, and I think I got two like correct teams, but not correct results. I got the Wolves two, Aston Villa one, um, correct result. Even though I didn't really want that to be a correct, and I got the. Uh, Obviously, the Chelsea 2 Crystal Palace nil game uh, prediction uh, correct. Uh, Bernard, uh, how did you do? Do you have any idea how you did on your pro on your prediction score? No, 
Well, I, I did a Premier League goal thing, and obviously I did, did it the day after. <laughs> the day after I did goals, and I think I did a couple of results, lined up with seven points anyway. So, which is a pretty bang average, really, wasn't yeah, well, it? I got eight, so <laughs> one point better. But yeah, just, just. And what did you think of the Chelsea two Crystal Palace nil game, Bernard? Yeah, I thought Crystal Palace would have played a bit better. Actually, they obviously didn't appear to turn up, did they? Really, I think oh, I think Chelsea pretty much off, and uh, I thought I thought Palace had put up more of a show. And but it didn't surprise me to say I'm being very impressed with Chelsea. So that that didn't surprise me at all. That uh, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, I, I said three two, didn't I, to Chelsea? So obviously it was just. Palace being disappointing, I think, more than anything there to the, on that game. And uh, what are your thoughts, and just brief thoughts, because obviously we do a full preview, but what are your brief thoughts on the Manchester City versus Chelsea game? I'm going 4-3 us. I think we will put a bit, a bit of a fight, so I'm going 4-3 us. I know I said City earlier, but I'm just going to go 4-3 us. So I'm going 4 well, I'll be, I'll be, I don't expect us to lose another game now, to be honest with you. I expect us to win every game between now and the end of the season. You know, Liverpool you away is the only game I ever expect. at least tough? I think we will put a little bit of a fight up. Of course you will. I mean, this is it. I'm worried to death. I'm worried to death. I mean, I, I'm saying we'll win every game. I'm not. I, don't, I mean, I think I think it'd be a cracking game. I'm looking forward to it because I think Chelsea will Chelsea will do really well. I think we'll we'll, we'll win two one by the odd goal. I'm not. I won't say it's going to be a, a walkover by any means, but it should be a good game. Uh, let's move on to the Leicester two. Arsenal nil game. Um, Arsenal were in the game first half. I thought they were decent first half. Leicester were decent first half as well. It was kind of a bit of an even game first half. Leicester were just better in the second half. You want to sort of end to end stuff, yeah. Mm. And what did you think of that game overall? Yeah, I mean, I think I said to you, didn't I? I think Arsenal coming up north, you know, up north to the Midlands um, in the rain, which it was, wasn't it? It wasn't a very nice night, as, as I didn't think it would be. But I think once Leicester edged ahead. I think Arsenal's heads dropped and I just think it was uh, we were never going to come back into it from even at 1-0 down, they were never going to really come back into it and uh, Leicester are playing really well and I think they deserve to be in the top four which is where they are at the moment. Okay, um, yeah it was, it was a good game to be honest with you. Arsenal what do you think is missing from Arsenal at the moment and do you think Emery should be, should be sacked? Well, I'd leave that to the Arsenal fans to argue over. But I, mean, he, I remember looking at him with his hood up there, stood on the touchline, looking a very forlorn figure. And I did hear rumours that if he got beat by Leicester, that he would be on his way out the door. So, obviously, that's not happened. But obviously, you know, if, if Arsenal fan TV had the way and a few others, obviously, at the Emirates, uh, they'd play the old manager merry-go-round, won't they, like United have been doing, and get rid of him and there'd be someone else on the way in. But, I mean, it doesn't accomplish anything, does it? It's certainly not done it for United and they've just done nothing since Fergie's left and Arsenal are in the same position aren't they? Wenger was just as much an establishment as Ferguson was so I think they've got to be patient but I can understand them being a bit uh, a bit upset Yeah I can understand it too I, I, I just Emery I, d- I didn't ever think was going to do a good job at Arsenal it was a it was a very difficult uh, ship to steer after Wenger and I just don't think he has the uh, qualifications to manage that sort of level of team wouldn't you agree yeah I mean this is it I was a bit surprised he wasn't you know you, you expect a bigger name I mean, Arsenal are still a big club even though obviously they've been a bit apart from the FA Cup so obviously they've been a bit not really won the league for quite a while but you know you can name to come in but as you say it's just it's hard it's when you know it's be like us, won't it? You know, next year, if, you know, if Pep goes next year, uh, the, the big boots to fill. He's obviously been there only five, 
five years. Wenger was there, what was it, 20 years? Arsene Wenger was there. So, yeah, they needed a big personality. They needed someone with a bit of charisma, a bit about them. You know, you can't really, you know, you need someone who's, who's, who's confident and, and out there and used to the, used to the pressure and, I don't think Emery was that guy, is he? Or is is that guy or was that guy? Do you think they will bring in uh, Jose Mourinho? Because I think that would be the worst possible appointment. And I think I, I think I, they need to bring in somebody like Carlo Ancelotti, personally. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't want to see Mourinho back in the UK. To be honest, I think he's pretty toxic. I don't. I don't. Apart from the Spice Girls studio, talking about about Chelsea. No, he's, he was a breath of fresh air when he first when he first came to the country. I thought it was really good, but I think the last five, six, seven years, he's, he's just got worse and worse, and he, he's just brought the thing down. He, he brings everyone's mood down for a start, and he does talk a bit. I mean, I was listening to him yesterday, obviously, at the match. He does talk common sense, which you'd expect is he, has, he was a decent manager, but I don't really want to see him back in England. I think they can do far better than him. I think a, t- a type of like an Everton uh, or a Wolves or a Leicester could go after that sort of manager like Jose Mourinho? Probably, but I don't think they would be fit his, um, you know, his style of club, would they? I, think I don't think they'd be, you know, he wants something a bit bigger. I don't think he'd accept that. I think he wants he wants a big club. I don't, I don't think he would class, you know, no disrespect to Everton and Wolves, who are legendary historical clubs, you know. But I don't think he'd probably want that sort of job. I think he, a few and far between he could even go to. Okay, um, what did you think of the decision with this whole Tottenham thing? Because they didn't deserve um, to, to even get a point. Because Sheffield United were so much better over the whole game, especially the first half. Maybe Tottenham were a bit better in the second half than them. But that whole disallowed goal, absolute joke. Absolute joke. I just find that a bit of a joke. Tottenham get battered, 7-2 at home. And 2-1 by Sheffield United if it wasn't flipping disallowed. Because it was an absolute joke. And VAR is ruining the game. Because... You have one decision yesterday where potentially City could have got um, a free kick or a penalty or whatever it was, and then Liverpool go up and score, and then you have the same thing with the United uh, Liverpool game as well. But then you don't know what to do because if they were to give a different decision yesterday, then it's not matching up. But still, it's not matching up. So you give one decision towards one thing, and then a similar thing happens, and you give another decision. So it's all very cocked up, and this VAR needs to be scrapped, in my opinion. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously, as, like you said, Sheffield United have been playing some great football, haven't they? And the VAR, I think it took three minutes, 47 seconds, didn't it, to come to the conclusion that obviously his, his toe was, was over the line. And I said, I think the second week of VAR, I think there was a thing, when they started drawing dotted dotted lines and blue and red lines next to each other, and start doing that, I'm sorry, just so what Einsman have said, because it's just ridiculous. And I think one of the guys on Match of the Day said, if, it, if it's taking more than 30 seconds, 45 seconds, go with whatever the guys on the pitch have done, just leave it at that. And that's that's just common sense, because once you start getting your square ruler out and protractors and your, and your log books to check whether something's offside by a millimetre, I mean, it's absolutely... Okay, we're going to move 
move on to a bit of a secret feature that I haven't spoken to Bernard about yet because Chris has had to leave. But a bit of a secret feature that I'm going to be bringing on where I'm going to be quizzing uh, football fans about their club, basically. So I've got a load of questions in front of me, uh, all about Manchester City. Just quick fire questions. No options at all. Just quick fire questions. Uh, 25. uh, Just quick fire questions. See how many Bernard can get. So you ready, Bernard? Oh, this is horrible. <laughs> I didn't even tell you, mate. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, first of all, uh, quite an easy one, this is. In which year did Manchester City move from their old ground of Main Road to the City of Manchester Stadium? For the 2003-2004 season. Right. Who was the Manchester City skipper for the 05-06 season? 05 06 season, so that was second season. Well, it's not before Vinny, is it? Is it um, who the hell's before Vinny? This, this is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant. Just an off the cuff. Dumb, was it? Huh? Dunny? It was Distan, Sylvian Distan. Distan, yeah. Okay, uh, quite an, another kind of easy sort of question. In what year were Manchester City established? And for a bonus point, where? what was the name of the place where they were established? Well, do you mean established as Manchester City or Hardwick when they were Hardwick FC in 1888 and then they became Manchester City in 1894? Yeah, okay. What year were they, uh, were they, were they formed in? Uh, it's Manchester City, 1894, because it's our 125th year anniversary. And it has a club, 1887, so... 1887, 1888 is Hardwick FC. OK, uh, that's that's three points, because I gave you a bonus point for that. Um, duh, 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 duh. Uh, Manchester City fans were devastated in 2003 when one of their players collapsed and died in the pitch in an international match, aged just 33. Which player was this? Oh, yeah. Pardon? Fowey, 23. Correct. Mark Vivian Fowey. Four points. We've retired shirt number 23. Who scored the opening goal of the 3-1 victory over Manchester United at the City of Manchester Stadium in 2005-2006 to 2006 season? Oh, good God. You picked you know, pick me an horrible season, 2005, <laughs> haven't you? Um, Divorce 2005 to 2008. I was going through my split with my wife, so it wasn't time for me. 2005, the worst years. Um, so that was the year well, well, I scored the third one. Uh, Shawnee Wright scored the third goal. The, the opening, um, we need, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to think back. Was did, do you remember who scored the third? Was it Shawnee? I don't, I don't, I don't, the, the only thing uh, is, 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 is the, the only thing that's important is, is who, who scored the opening goal. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't, unless it was Robbie Fowler or something, I don't know, I can't remember who it would have been. It was Trevor Sinclair. Right, OK. OK, for the first seven years since establishment, Manchester City weren't known as Manchester City. What were they known as? This is quite an obvious question. It's kind of like muddling you up a bit, so it's, these are quite easy questions. What, the Ardwick yeah, one? Yeah, So, uh, what... St. Ardwick were called, St. Mark's and Ardwick. The first, the first two names. That's five points so far. Uh, where did the club play their first home games? What was the name of the place when they played their first home games? When they became Manchester City. When they, when they first start. 
when they first started. When they became Manchester City. Oh, Manchester City. The, um... uh, Pinbank oh, yeah. Lane. Yeah, Hyde Road. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, it's yeah. called, Hyde Road. Hyde Road. That's where they moved from to Main Road in 1923. Hyde Road. It was on Pink Bank Lane. That's where it was. Which former Manchester United player succeeded Sven Goran Eriksson as Manchester City manager in June 2008? June 2008. Mark Hughes. Correct. Seven. Seven points. Which team did Manchester City sign? Uh, Greek player Georges Samaras from in the January transfer window of 2005 to 2006. Oh, God. I don't know. Is he from a Greek team? I don't know. Uh, I'll, give you a clue. I'll give you a clue. It's from a Dutch club. Oh, Dutch club. Oh, God. Uh, Enskider. I don't know. 20 Enskider. I don't know. He I don't even know how to pronounce this. Herreen V. Herenveen. No idea to pronounce that. Okay, um, this, this, okay, this is a multiple choice question, so this could be a bit easier, but it is a quite a harder question. Which of these historical managers have never managed Manchester City? Is it Peter Reid, Alan Ball, John Bond, or Brian Clough? Brian Clough. Right. Uh, Oh, that was easy. Uh, who was the club's <laughs> first manager in their history? Oh, good God. <laughs> now, this is a really hard question. <laughs> I, have, I haven't a clue. I can't remember. If you say a name, I'll probably well, remember okay, well, it. I'll, I'll give you three that. options then. It was either Howard Kindle, Peter Reid, or Lawrence Fairness. What was the first name you said? Uh, Howard Kendall, Peter Reid, or oh. Lawrence Fairness. <laughs> Third one, isn't it? The third one. It's not Peter Peter Howard Kendall. Yeah, it's fair enough. So I just kind of led you into that one. Uh, the, okay, this is another. <laughs> it's such an easy question. In September 2008, Manchester City underwent a takeover, which would eventually lead to them becoming one of the country's biggest clubs. Which tycoon bought the club from Tinchkin Sinawatra? Shane Mansour. Uh, what was the colours of all three city strips? in the season of 2005 and 2006. Why, why have you got the 2005 just I looked up a quiz earlier, and this just comes up on fan <laughs> trivia. Wasn't on fun. It's obviously got sky blue, and, isn't it? The other uh, two I need as well. Um, were, they, were they playing in red and black yeah. stripes? I'll, I'll, give, I'll no. give you three guesses, that's one. But I need, I need uh, three guesses for, so basically six guesses for both, basically. Three guesses for each. So, so I need two more, basically. There's two more colours apart from sky blue. Sky blue's correct, but uh, yeah, I need two others. Just trying to think what Cecil Van Distan would have played in. Um, if he was a captain at the time or something like that. I'm just trying to picture what shirts he would have wore. Uh, Wouldn't have played. Wouldn't have played in. Um, I don't know. I'd, be, I'd be guessing, so I'm not going to guess. Just, 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 na just name any silly. colour then. Just name any colour for the away kit and the yellow and the. Played in navy blue. They played in white with with, with diagonal stripes, uh, red and black, red and black stripes. Um, you know, they just, you know, 
like the concoction now, what colours that? I haven't got a clue what the fruit salad one is at the moment. I just don't even know what colour that is, really. I was looking for was sky blue, dark blue and yellow. I did say yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll, 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 give, I'll give you the point, then. You've got about 11 points. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't say yellow. I said dark blue. Uh, yeah. Which of these are one of Manchester City's nicknames? Is it Canaries, Greasians, Owls or the Citizens? Well, seeing as my vlogs are citizen, I think uh, I think we're pretty safe on that one. Aren't these we? are also it's just easy questions. I think there's going to be harder ones later. Which of these played the most league games for the club? Uh, and then the, the then I'm just going to give you four options: uh, Mike Summerby, Peter Reid, Francis Lee, Alan Oakes. Alan Oakes, six hundred and five, was it? Six hundred nope. odd. Five hundred and seventy-five. Oh well, okay. A lot. <laughs> in the two, in the two, okay, this, we're moving on to another season now. In the 2010 to 11 season, Manchester City won the FA Cup 1 0 with Yaya Torre scoring the only goal in the second half. Who were their opponents? Don't. Correct. Uh, Darius Vassell scored how many times against former club Aston Villa when City played them four different times? Played them four different times, sorry. How many times did he score against former club Aston Villa when City... Uh, how many times did he score when he played them uh, four different times? So in total for yeah, four yeah, yeah. games. How many, how, many, how many times did he score? Uh, I'd be guessing again, mate. I don't, I'd say... Um, I'd say none. <laughs> uh, that's actually a bit of a trick question because he scored one goal in each game, so he scored four. Right. Uh, Oh, I don't, I don't uh, okay, this okay. Which of these have never been Manchester City's home ground? Hyde Road, City of Manchester Stadium, Main Road, Carrow Road. Car Correct. Carrow Road. Who did City beat to set a record for their biggest league victory in eight, in nineteen eighty seven? Is it the ten one against Huddersfield? Correct. On the, final, on the final day of the 2011-12 season, the title race was an extremely close one. And Manchester United, um, who scored in 96-20, in basically? 93-20. Yes. Sergio. Correct. Uh, who was the Manchester City manager in 2005-2006? to 2006? <laughs> Oh, God, we're back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, was it Hughes? Nope. No. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't. Uh, wasn't. Um, no, silly. It wasn't Ericsson, was it? No. I don't. I don't know. You have to remind Stuart me. Stuart Pearce. Stuart Pearce. I don't know. Yeah. What were the names of the two Bridgewell? If you look back at the questions I got wrong, they're probably the 2005 era ones I've got wrong. That's when I was I was mentally unstable, to be honest with you. <laughs> what were the names of the two Brightwell brothers that have previously played for Manchester City? Ian Brightwell and David Brightwell. Correct. In which season did the club first enter the football league? Oh, that's a good one. That's that's quite a, that's a quite an interesting one. Um, mm. And if you can tell, and if for a bonus point, obviously they were known as Ardwick then. Uh, where did that? What position did they finish in Division Two out of twelve teams? Just going to say, they entered in Division Two was eighty-seven, eighty-eight. 
No, it wasn't 87, 88. It is 18. It's 18. 18 something. But you need to. I'm going to give you two more guesses. Well, I thought it was 1887, 1888. They, they were established as Hardwick, didn't they? They must have joined the league at the same time, surely. Um, it was a few years around that. Well, yeah, I mean. Uh, I don't want to be guessing again, 1892-1893. So what would they do? Is it just friendlies then in the early days who were playing? Yeah, I'd have to look back at that. But uh, Probably. And they finished fifth in Division 2 out of 12 teams with 21 points from 22 games. That's not bad. Uh, Manuel P
once your mind goes blank, it goes blank, doesn't it? It's not much you can do about it. But I mean, obviously, I can only think of Vinny as a Belgian. I okay, can't think of someone else. Uh, no, no. Hang on. Is a defender? Did you say? Uh, which Belgian midfielder did Manchester City sign from VFL? Oh, midfielder. Sorry, I thought you said um, right. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin yeah. De Bruyne. I thought that was going to take you so long to... <laughs> I thought you said defender, that's why I was confused, because I was thinking, well, it wasn't Vinny, because he's been there 10 years, but obviously that's what confused me. Sorry, I thought you said defender. Sorry. Um, which which player fault. angered City fans by handing in a transfer request in the 2005-2006 season? <laughs> You've got this, me again, This, this is another obvious question. You know? Well, in a way, it's a bit obvious. Especially from this podcast. A bit obvious, right? You landed in the transfer request 2005, 2006. And I don't think I've got a single question right yet from 2005, 2006. Um, angered. Who angered us into. You're going to say recently, I was going to say obviously um, well before that. Um, is it an L? It won't be an Elka or anything, would it? Nope. No. Two more guesses. I'm guessing again. I'll just I'll say I'm lost on 2005-2006. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Joey Barton. Won't bother me. And I, and I saw him <laughs> yesterday. That was kind of... Uh, that was kind of uh, which of these is the odd one out? Peter Smichael, Billy Meredith, Dennis Law, Mark, Vivian, Foe. Say which again. Which of these is the odd one out? Peter Michael, B Billy Meredith, Dennis Law, Mark Vivian Foe. Well, one was a goalkeeper, but the others weren't. Is that is that what you no, mean? I'm, I'm, you just answer. You just give your answer. I'm not going to give you clues. Which of these is the odd one out? Peter Michael, Billy Meredith, Dennis Law, Mark Vivian Foe. Well, they all played for City, and obviously Michael was a goalkeeper, and the others were outfield players. So, unless it's a multiple question, you know, multiple answer thing, I mean, that's the correct answer as well. No, Mark Vivian Foe was the correct answer. All the others listed have played for both Manchester City and Manchester United. While Foe had trials for oh, United, he uh, never played a game for I just thought it was to do with City. I didn't realise you were included. So, obviously, my, my answer is correct if you think about it. But there you go. <laughs> okay, hey, uh, as we were talking about VAR before we moved on to that quiz and the final part of this podcast, because I know it's quite late now that we are recording this, are you for reportedly <laughs> assessing if New York would be a suitable location for the 2024 Champions League final? Um, I don't think America's a great place to, to stage that sort of event. It's a European competition and I don't think it should be in, in the Western world, in my opinion. What are your thoughts on this? I'd have to agree with you. I mean, I've not, not heard of that, to be honest with you. Today. But um, I mean, I don't, came out just this morning. I don't agree with being. Yeah, I, I don't agree with them being staged in the in in these out of way places in Europe either. I think they should all be in the big cities. I don't agree with fans having to go over to to the, some these godforsaken places like obviously we have done over the recent recent years. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I, I would that'd be wrong. I wouldn't. I mean, it's, it's a European Champions. League, you should never touch America or Japan or Asia or anywhere like that. You know, it's it's bad enough have to go over to 
these far-flung European outposts, you know, for, for money to, to, you know, it should be all the big cities in Europe, Western Europe, in, in my opinion, opinion. They should just be like Munich, Madrid, Liverpool, London, Manchester, Paris, them sort of places. Places that cope, places have got the infrastructure to be able to cope with. I mean, obviously, when you played your recent game for the Europa League, and, you know, they, they couldn't even, they can't cope with masses of people, and so it restricts people going if they wanted to go. It's, it's totally wrong. Uh, just to give a quick fact and just your thoughts on each of these. So in 2020, obviously, this year's one, it's going to be in Istanbul. Um, so I think we all know that. In 2021, it will be in, do you have any idea where it'll be in 2021? Another quiz. <sighs> Oh. Uh, St. Petersburg. In 2020... Let me see. Pardon? Yeah, it's, it's, it's rotten to get over to Russia, isn't it? It's a horrible place to get over to. In 2022, quite a, quite a nice place to stage it, uh, because we won it there, Munich. Uh, and in 2023, yeah. uh, so far, it will be in London. And, it, and it's so far, it's meant to be staged at Twickenham, which is a bit of a strange one. Bit of a strange one, considering it is a, 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 a rugby ground. From what I've heard, there's there's rumours that it could be at Wembley. There's no real confirmed thing, but there's also rumours that it could be at Twickenham. I mean, do you really think it should be at a rugby ground? No, not when you've got Arsenal, Tottenham and um, obviously Chelsea are going to get a new ground as well, aren't they? But when you've got Arsenal, Tottenham and Wembley, why, why the heck is it a rugby ground? Why, why a rugby ground? I can't understand the yeah, logic. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit strange because we're, we're probably going to be at Wembley at that point. But still, like we hopefully will be in that and all that. And in the 2024 thing, I mean, it's quite concerning for especially Liverpool fans because if they were to win every... They were to win the 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. This could potentially be like the 11th Champions League they, they were going to win. And <laughs> if they missed one year out, it could be the 10th. So they'd probably be very unhappy if they had to go to somewhere like New York, especially like Chris, who unfortunately had to leave during the, the start of the podcast. But anyway, um, thanks for coming on, Bernard. I do appreciate you coming on at 20 past yeah. 10 at night. <laughs> Sorry for all the questions. Thanks for the impromptu quiz and being, being a, a city history guy, obviously you made me look foolish, but yeah. there you go. Hopefully I actually <laughs> did get the answers, the calculated the answers correctly. I'll have to do it in the editing process. I think you probably, as I said, I was pretty safe on everything apart from obviously a couple of kit colours and a couple of goal scorers, but uh, I thought I, thought I, thought I did it okay. I thought it would be good to give you a bit of a quiz because you're usually like doing your movie quizzes and I have. I, I get one or two right here and there. But I don't really like just cheat for the answers. I think I got like a Toy Story one way, but I'm not great on movies. Um, there was a City fan on Mastermind a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you know in the So I've actually made a note of the questions in one of my little vlogs. I'm going to just... They put them out to the city fancy how many they can get. The girl got 10, I think. I got nine out of 12 questions. So it should be quite interesting to see what other city fans get because I don't think many people tuned in for it to, or knew it was on. But that, that was quite interesting. I'm, got, I'm just going to repeat that with slightly worded, differently worded questions, obviously, but with the same answers. So that'll be interesting. I'm going to put that on my next blog anyway. A mastermind or some sort of quiz between Andy and Ray. It'd be quite entertaining. Um... <laughs> Yeah. And Bernard could be the one that would be asking the questions, but anyway. <laughs> okay, thanks for coming on. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, on Twitter at Charles Deneen, spelt D I W N W N. And of course, on YouTube, Bernard Deneen YouTube, we've linked to my citizen vlogs and my movie and board game vlogs, and on Bernard Deneen YouTube. Okay, thanks for listening.
listening and watching, guys, please do drop a like in the video and subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash the football fan chat. Really good podcast, just over an hour. Uh, really good podcast with both Chris and Bernard. There will be a couple of more um, over the international break. I will be doing some some live streams as well because you, you know, you may as well. We're going to just split it up a bit with this channel now. That's going to be how we're going to move forward and create some good content. So, yeah, thanks for listening and watching, guys, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye.